All right. Let's hey, Luke. these levels. Um, so you're getting yourself into a rum ham. What? I am. I, I, um, I, I, I had a question for you. Yeah. What is your weirdest sexual experience? I'll tell you mine. Um. <laughs> Someone, uh, much to my uh, chagrin at the time, but delight later, uh, put a finger up my asshole. Oh, did, did you uh, know that was coming? I did not, no. Uh, that, that, we would call that a surprise. Yeah. How about you? Um, oh, we're not, we're not recording, are we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are. Oh, God, no. No, no, I'm like, my family's going to be listening to this. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know, this is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right, folks, uh, this is the Dave's I Know podcast. Uh, I am not your normal host, Dave Martin. I am Dave Zeller. Uh, we have a special co-host today. Uh, you've, ha- you've heard him on the podcast two times. He's supposed to have been on the podcast four times total so far. Yeah, this, this he, is my fourth he, appearance. He missed, his, he missed uh, one. <laughs> uh, it's, it's Luke Craig. Hey, hey, Luke, guys. how's it going? Uh, it's going great, man. You know what? It's finally getting to be kind of autumn here in St. Paul. Um, which is, you know, the season in which we put on our Elliott Smith records and just kind of stare off in the middle distance Slit our for wrists. a while. Well, I don't, we don't go that well, far. Well, after but, that U.S. You know, men's national team performance. Yeah, you, 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 you'll walk right up to that yeah. ledge sometimes, maybe, yeah. though. I mean, as Dave and I say, go to the rope store. <laughs> I, I almost went to the rope store last night. Thank God uh, Home Depot dreams. Uh, Home Depot closes at... Uh, you know, at like nine, because I probably would have been at the rope store after yep. last night. Yep. We, get get a good sturdy one. We'll, we'll we'll get to that later. <laughs> yes, we will. We literally have it just in our notes. Insert U.S. men's team uh, national team rant. Yeah, there, and yeah. This is this is gonna this is gonna be a cathartic podcast, my friend. That's right, right. Primal scream therapy. <laughs> it's just gonna be forty-five minutes of you and me just screaming like a bunch of howler monkeys oh, in Costa yeah. Rica. Oh yeah, that's 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 yeah. what the people want, right? I, I think so. Sexy. As I think I think Bridget McDowell yeah. specifically requested that. Yeah, it's sexy as shit. <laughs> sexy as shit. Um, well, this is podcast number thirty-four, guys. I don't think we we don't ever mention the number of podcasts, but we've done thirty-four of these fuckers in the last year. It's amazing. Just pretty fucking incredible. Um. And we put up, uh, I don't, don't even know how many articles and stuff we put up on the website. You have contributed some really amazing yeah. stuff. And, you know, I want I just always want to encourage people to go to the website to read our stuff. I do stuff, I do, like, multiple things weekly. Luke does soccer weirdness, which is always really fucking weird. It's always weird. And always really fucking, <laughs> like, really, really fucking insightful. Yeah. Um, so definitely encourage people to go to the podcast. Hey. Yeah, podcast. <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, so you want to want to jump into the yep. uh, to the actual Yeah, games? so so let's, let's let's get into it. Final Loons home match. Burn through the games that would yeah. be into our, our rants. Yeah. Okay, our ranty rants. Ranty All right. rants. So uh, we played 
we already talked about the Atlanta United game last week on our, our uh, midweek pod, our, our regular podcast. Uh, so we're not going to talk about Atlanta. Let's talk about Sporting Kansas City. Yes. Luke, what was the best moment of the game for you from um, Sporting Kansas City? So for me, uh, this was a pretty blah match overall. Um, I was there in the stands. I watched it again on replay. Not a ton to get excited about in any particular direction in this game. Um, but for me, it really came down to uh, 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 Jerome Tiesone's final kick uh, right before the bell whistled. <laughs> uh, he, cleared, he cleared the box uh, because I was pretty damn sure KC was going to score on us if they Ab- had oh God, even absolutely. five more seconds to absolutely, do something. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think, who was this guy? Uh, a Blessing. Um, Latif Blessing? Latif Blessing, he well, must have had, what, four or five solid chances? Espinosa had a couple shots, too, yeah, towards yeah. the end. So. Uh, Wigan alumni, Roger Espinosa. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, your boy. Your Wigan right. boy. I forget. Right. I always forget you're a Wigan fan. There's a bunch of dudes in Wigan who are KC fans just because of him. That's terrible. I'm trying to convert them, but right, uh, it's well. slow going. Wow. So, All right. Yeah. So my best moment of the game was obviously baby boy Brent. My sweet baby boy Brent. Uh, his equalizer. Uh the yes. Delati cross to him um, was amazing and, you know, saved what was otherwise a really terrible, terrible fucking game. Yeah, uh, it just, it was like watching the wallpaper dry. Yeah. I, uh, uh, that's, honestly, that's I That's what, like, every fucking sporting Kansas City match is like, though. <laughs> that's the problem, is that they play... You, are you a hockey fan at all? Yeah. Okay, so you remember, like, when uh, Jacques Lemaire, like, invented the trap and... The Devils played the trap for like seven fucking years and won right. like three Stanley Cups, right. and it was the worst fucking hockey Just ever. Suffocating the life That's out of the game. That's what Sporting Kansas City right. is like. They're like yeah. the fucking New Jersey Devils. So literally, they're, they're, they are they are the Nickelback of MLS. They, will they are the New Jersey Devils of MLS. They're the worst. Sporting Kansas City might be the worst fucking team in the league. They will they will smother you with a pillow instead of giving you the dignity of being like stabbed or shot. So bad. Any other any other good moments though besides that? Um, you know, I mean, like obviously the goal. I think other than that, no. It was such an unforget, such a forgettable game, I should say. Um, I was there. I basically watched all ninety. I don't really have a whole lot of distinct impressions. Okay. Uh, on the good side. Okay. <laughs> so, That's fair. And I wasn't that drunk. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. No. I I wasn't here. actually. This is so my my uh, my in laws came. To the very first game, the Atlanta United yes. game. Oh god! And then I they, came, they came to this game, uh, so they, they bookended the season, yeah. which is fantastic. <laughs> they saw a much better game this time yeah. than they did the last time. Yeah. Although my my father-in-law is from uh, Georgia, so I think he might have been secretly cheering for Atlanta United. Ooh, I don't know. He, he's the one who cursed us. Probably, probably not. He probably not. Philip is a very good guy. I'm sure right. he wasn't. But this is actually, you know, it wasn't cold. It wasn't snowing. We weren't all wet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The game, the team actually played well. So, um, so yeah. Uh, and, and yet it wasn't tropical heat that would have gotten anybody arrested for taking their shirt off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't. Why do, you, why do people take their shirts <laughs> off at games? I don't understand. Anyways, moving along. Because we got some rants to get to. Oh uh, worst moment of the game for you, Luke. What was the worst moment um, of the game? You know, I, just in the tenor of the whole evening, I, I had to say every moment of my life that I'll never get back, I wasted watching one of the sports just writhing in feigned agony. Yeah. Um, it wasn't even it wasn't even good soap opera acting, a lot of it. Uh, no. Not impressed. It never is. And it wasted my time. Yeah. Uh, I will sort of piggyback off that. Mine was the goal that was scored, obviously, because it was 
deep into uh, stoppage time due to the aforementioned writhing yes. in agony. Yes. Uh, fuck right. Sporting Kansas City. The fuck writhing that agony is what we'd call proximate I, cause in the business. I like I like the Rodron. I like the Cauldron a lot, but fuck Sporting Kansas yeah. City. Yeah. All right. What was your most what the fuck moment of the game? Um, uh, Boxall's uh, foul when he literally sat down on Latif Blessing. Uh, Boxall's <laughs> what six two six three. I think when I yeah. looked him up, I think Blessing is like 5'4". It just looked like a grown man sitting in a kindergartner's chair. Right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, mine was Greenspan. And basically the, the five-minute sequence where Greenspan got his yellow for persistent uh, fouling and then proceeded to stamp down a sporting Kansas City guy five minutes later uh, and got his second yellow and a red card. Yeah. This all happened after... Ramirez, or after uh, uh, Baby Boy Brent had scored the equalizer, when we were hanging on for our dear fucking lives, and Greenspan got that persistent yell, which was prob- which was deserved. He'd been yeah, he'd been I kind of like boss that one. It's also like Greenspan's also like six seven, and like right. Blessing's like five two. Uh, you know, <laughs> right. he's probably smaller than I am. I'm a small motherfucker. Uh, but the fact that he actually then got a second yellow, and then we had to play uh, for about five minutes. Down ten men, and you know your best moment of the game was Tiaso on clearing that ball. Right. They they yeah, literally we took were, it to us. We were in mortal danger we, at that point. It's so weird the, like, the last couple of games where we've been actually, you know, I don't know how we don't play well either up or down men. It's, it's so yeah. fucking weird. Yeah. So fucking weird. Yeah. Anyways, nobody okay. knows what to do if the numbers are discombobulated yeah, or something. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Uh, next for you to do start of the game. Who do you got, Luke? Uh, start of the game, um, I think uh, we got to give it to Bobby uh, in the net who came up with some amazing saves. Uh, I think if we'd had a lesser goalkeeper, we'd be yeah. talking about a very different scoreline. Especially uh, at the end, near the, the end of the yeah, game, Yeah, just the barrage coming in at the end, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give it to Coleman. Uh, Brett Coleman was an absolute beast on both sides of the, of the pitch. Um, obviously, he scored the, the equalizer, but especially when... Greenspan went out and there were basically three defenders yes, on. Yes. Uh, Coleman was that he was that that sort of stalwart in the back. Yep. They made sure everything stayed. The line stayed formed. The you know no one got behind them. That basically they kept everything in front of them. Um, and he did that throughout the entire game as well, not just in those last uh, last five minutes. So I got to give it to I got to give it to my my boy Brent Coleman. Uh, all right. Next, ready to do the shittiest player of the game. So one, one of the things that bugged me during this game is I felt like Minnesota was taking a lot of poorly timed and speculative shots that just went sailing over the net, had no chance of going in. Um, so I'm going to say the Chiefs player game was every single Minnesota player who took a shot that just went, you know, into a lunar orbit. Uh, it went so far over the net. Um, I'd like to see us settle down, no, try Nicholson to get it right. Game, though, so. Yeah, well, this is true. <laughs> Which is just kind of kind of funny because yeah. there was Sam Nicholson a lot. Is, that's what he does. Right, yeah. So, I don't know. I, they, they need to work with somebody on keeping those shots down or timing their shots a little better. And normally I'm in favor of just, uh, you know, shots, 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 shots. Or, um, but get one of them in. I don't know. Maybe don't take shots from, like, 35 yards yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think some like, of these. I yeah. agree with you. Like, take shots. But maybe take shots from, like, just outside the 18, not, like, right. not, like, the 18, right. once again. Like, maybe take shots ahead of that, in front of yeah. that. Um, my shitty player of the game was Greenspan. Obviously, we talked about it. He got hit first yellow um, because he'd been basically accumulating fouls all game. In the 86th minute, three minutes after the goal, and then he got 
his second yellow five minutes later, literally five minutes later in yeah. the 90th uh, and plus one minute, and uh, you know, almost this, cost Loons a point. Yeah, this is his rookie season, so I'm less mad at him now than I would be if he does the same kind of stuff two or three years from now. Uh, but we can't be having that. We almost got smoked I mean, at the end there. Don't get me wrong. I like that he's aggressive and it, it, it is sporking. So they're going to uh, they're going to dive. They're going to oh, they'll make a meal of around. It. They're going to they're going you know they're going to be bitchy about it. And, and I like that he stood up to him. And, and you know, but again, like you're you're sitting on a yellow. There's literally like five minutes left in the game. <laughs> Maybe just step just away. Simmer don't, down. Don't stamp down. Simmer down, so hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. All right, uh, so that wraps up the uh, recap of the Sporting Kansas City game, or as we like to call the Sporking Kansas City game. Uh, let's talk about some other United news that's coming up. Um, we had a couple things. Uh, yeah. And then we'll, then we'll then this is when, after this, we're going to jump into our, our rants about the soccer, <laughs> uh, in international soccer. So I would just like to point out that uh, Luke and I are both Dark Clouds. Uh, Dave Martin is a Dark Cloud. Yeah, um, Dark Clouds end of the year party is happening on October 24th. That's in a couple weeks, actually, Woot. at Lake Monster. Um, it goes from seven till nine, or actually, I think maybe seven till ten. I think the auction goes from seven till nine. So, so seven till ten, auction goes from seven till nine. It's on a Tuesday, so take off work the next day if you need to. Get your PTO in. Probably need to. Um, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. There's a huge silent auction that we do for the Sana Foundation. We always get a bunch of stuff from the team. There will be players there. Probably some front office staff or inviting everybody. You know, you never know who shows up. Sometimes, you know, the coach will show up. Sometimes the everybody will show up. You never know. Mystery it's, meet. It's right after the season, so everybody should be in town still. So we, we actually have a really good chance of getting a lot of people there uh, from the team. Uh, plus, Dark Clouds. You can talk to the Dark Clouds if you are like, interested in being a part of the Dark Clouds. You can talk to me or Martin. Martin runs the, uh, the TIFO now. I do the partnerships and membership stuff or any other Dark Clouds about what you might want to get involved with. Uh, and this is just a perfect opportunity to get involved, uh, spend some money, buy some cool stuff through the auction, uh, and support the Sauna Foundation, which is where all the auction proceeds go. Also, there's going to be $4 loggers and IPAs from Lake Monster. And we have the, basically the entire space. We're expecting about a couple hundred people there. And... It's going to be sort of a big-ass party, so you should, all should be there. So. And, and Lake Monster's just got a great facility. I've really enjoyed the uh, the watch parties I've been to there. Um, so, uh, you know, just check it out. I think this sounds like a great great time. If you can get out on a Tuesday night, go for it, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, there, there, cool things. Like, there's actually going to be, like, there's a, one of the, I know for, for a fact one of the silent auction items is a Lake Monster private brewery tour for, I think, four plus beers. You get well, beers on the tour. Right. You get beers after the tour. Right. I think there's actually growlers involved afterwards. It, it's so. be kind of a tease for them not to let you have some yeah, beer. Yeah, exactly. On a but, brewery tour. But, but we'll also have some other really cool stuff. Uh, maybe we'll uh, maybe the Dark Clouds will leak some of the potential silent auction names as we get them. I, I want to see what kind of TIFO uh, stuff Martin comes up with next season. Should be good. I, I, I can't wait. you got to get involved with the TIFO if you want to see that. Uh, so. Well, I know. <laughs> you got to actually do stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. A couple other items before we jump into our big-ass rants. Uh, oh, boy. Kevin Molino was named to Player of the Week hey. by MLS. Congratulations to Kevin Molino. Obviously, he had the uh, game-winning goal in Atlanta. Um, he played uh, fairly amazingly as well Yes. Uh, in that Sporting Kansas City match. Or, no, he wasn't in the Sporting Kansas City match, but that Atlanta match. Um, he actually played... Like a pseudo number ten, which 
Right. God knows he's not a goddamn number 10. No, but I, he's really been on an upswing, I think, last yeah. couple of months here now, and it's very gratifying to see that, and I'm excited a, to see what he's going to be up to next year. A lot year. of it is because he's not been playing as a number 10. He's been playing out yeah. in the wing. Right. And he can, he can cut in. Um, that was the first uh, MLS player of the week for Minnesota United, so congrats. Hey, oh. That's awesome. Um, four Loons made Team of the Week hey. uh, this, this week. Uh, obviously... Uh, Kevin Molino, this is his third team of the week. Uh, Abu Dhabi, this is his second team of the week. And Brent Coleman, baby boy Brent, baby boy Brent, got his first team of the week. Uh, he's got all, he's got one bench team of the week uh, award, but this is his first uh, first team. And then uh, Colin Martin, hey, Colin fucking Martin, Colin uh, Martin got a bench role on the uh, team of the week. So four loons, on get it, the man, team of the week. get it. I mean, it helps when you play two games. Uh, and there's only four, like eight, six other teams playing <laughs> on the weekend. This, this is true. <laughs> so it's a little quiet on the home that. front this weekend. You know, but whatever. We'll take it. We'll take yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll Call Martin actually, you know, could be a building block for the future, which is great. Uh, finally, the last news, and then we'll jump into our World Cup stuff, is uh, the 2018 Carolina Challenge Cup was announced last week. Um, this is actually a tournament that a lot of uh, dark clouds have been sort of clamoring for Minnesota United to be involved in. Back in there, even uh, stars and thunders, thunders days. Um, it's hosted by Charleston uh, in South Carolina. Uh, the Charleston Battery hosts the tournament. Uh, they always bring in a couple of a uh, few other MLS teams in order to uh, make this a, a fun little like sort of round robin tournament. So Charleston Battery, Atlanta United, Columbus Crew, and Minnesota United are going to be involved next year. It's in February. It's in sort of the end of February. I think the second to last Sweet. week of February. So if you want to get to all. Uh, we are actually the Dark Clouds. I shouldn't say we. The Dark Clouds are getting ready. They're going to actually probably do some travel stuff for this tournament. So if you're interested in going to this tournament, going to South Carolina in February, I mean, there's technically a beach there, but it'll be cold as shit because I've been in South Carolina at Turtle Beach when it's cold as shit in February. But, I mean, we're from Minnesota, so, like, February in South Carolina is going to be like 55 degrees. So you'll you, you be, you be able to like jump into the ocean. And, and Charleston's supposed to be pretty amazing, like food town oh, yeah, and heard, all, all that. Heard so, very good things. So, yeah, it's not like you're going to Wichita. Yeah, so keep your eyes on the uh, Dark Clouds uh, travel accounts and stuff like that because that is probably where you will find all that information. Cool. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> Deep breath. Where <sighs> where, should we, where should we start here? Well, I have... I have thoughts, but I, I want you to... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'll begin with the caveat that right. I am not a... Uh, I'm not as big a national team follower as I am a club team follower. Um, I'll always prioritize loons over international type stuff. Um, but I've certainly been keeping up with the U.S. national team really since 94. Um, that was the first World Cup I started watching on TV, and I've been into it ever since. So I, I think, you know, sometimes you got to have kind of a near-death experience to... Uh, Figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life. And I think that's kind of where we're at with the U.S. national program right now. Um, I feel like America's always kind of done soccer in a very ass-backwards way right now. Um, in the rest of the world, it's the people's game. It's a democratic game. It's what everybody kind of plays. It's easy to get started. Just find some bare ground and a ball. You're up. We're ready to go. And in America, we've done the opposite. We've turned the soccer pyramid into a really a feudal aristocracy where really a handful of people at the top are hoarding all the resources. Um, the people who have opportunities to develop their skills um, are basically rich kids. 
who can pay five, six thousand dollars a year to be on traveling clubs, get the exposure, and possibly go on to the next level. And we've got a third of a billion people in this country. You can't tell me we don't have the natural talent here. Right now, the next uh, Leo Messi is probably in some trailer park or some reservation or some inner city place where he's he's going to have the natural 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 talent to play at the very best level in on earth. Uh, but he doesn't have the resources. We're not, he or she is not going to have the ball, um, shin pads, a place to play, opportunities to get on a traveling squad and have some exposure. And uh, I think it's time to, frankly, have a revolution within U.S. soccer. Um, we're not, other than the women's program, we really, after all these decades, don't have much to show for ourselves. And now we're sitting on a World Cup. We're not going to be playing a meaningful competitive game for what, another two years almost now? 600-plus days. Yeah, so I, honestly, just blow, blow it up. Blow it up, start over. Sunil Gulati out. Everybody below him, out. Free up these resources. There's, what, allegedly like $100 million U.S. soccer sitting on right now. Um, See. Okay, this, dive in. Here we go. <laughs> this is where I fundamentally disagree with you okay. and that blow-it-all-up uh, crowd. So I've... If I if you if we would have recorded this podcast last night, I would have had a lot of a lot more expletives. I'll, I'm sure I'm gonna have some fucking expletives in the next ten minutes. Well, because usually we're restrained on the expletives. Yeah, exactly. But, right. Um, but but bear with me. The so I had the I want to say the cathartic uh, nature of. I pretty much stayed off of social media last night. I, I, I dropped a couple of, of like truth bombs into Facebook <laughs> and Twitter, and then I was just like, I'm all right. I'm, I'm getting out. But I got to, I got to work this morning, and I you know I was like, oh, this is gonna be terrible. Luckily, I work in an office where no one gives a shit about fucking sports, so no one bothered me. <laughs> my family, you know, outside of my wife, no one gives a two shits about soccer, so like no one bothered me from my family, like. I wasn't getting texts. David, or, David, are you okay? Or messages about David? like. No, I mean. David, we're concerned. I, I really wish some people probably would because I was like, I was, I was borderline like not well okay. for a long time, for long for you know short periods of time throughout the day. But I was like staring outside the two, like two hours I had meetings this the, today, so staring at the fucking uh, staring at my fucking tweet deck because that's what I have to do at work. I'm I do marketing and shit. Good times. And so I was just seeing my fucking feed, which has got a shit ton of soccer people in it and just people losing their shits going all off so I actually I'm coming to this now Luke from a place of relative catharsis okay okay we've we've gotten through the primal scream therapy and so we (laughs) or maybe not we're building up to the primal scream therapy (laughs) maybe possibly (laughs) Um, and the biggest thing that I that I see and and this is I don't know if this is like a a fix for the fucking US men's national team. And let's be and let's be clear, this is a US men's national team problem. This is not a US women's team problem because that's true. US women's team consistently qualifies for World Cups seems, and wins them and does really well at out. them. Yeah. So With maybe we should pay resources. them pay them some more money. Yeah. Motherfucking US soccer. Right. So I agree with you. Okay. Uh, Sunil out should have okay. happened yesterday. Check. Uh, Bruce Arena out should have happened Check. yesterday. Now, when you talk about blowing the whole shit up, I disagree. Okay. I disagree vehemently because I don't know if you've been watching the U- U-17s. 
at all. I've watched their two games here in the, in the... I watched all of their qualifying. Okay. And then I watched their first two games in the U-17 World Cup, which is happening right now. Actually, there's another game tomorrow morning at 9.30. I will probably be watching it somewhere. This podcast will be out after probably I watch that game. Okay. But I'll probably be at Longfellow Grill watching that game, drinking mimosas, eating nice. breakfast before I go to a conference. <laughs> um, trying to be not as drunk as I should be. Um, so there's there's hope. I don't know, there was an article that was that was posted about like the lost generation. Did you read that article? I did not. Okay. So basically, there was a lost generation of from basically 1990 uh, to 1996, with 95 being the one example. Of okay. Where there, there was more than one current U.S. men's national team player, right? So okay. Basically, from 1990 to 1996, with the exception of 1995, pulling, at a, pulling that out, there was basically there's been one regular U.S. men's national team player. Now, is that a symptom? You know, I don't know. Is that since 1996, we've actually had a lot of really good, and we're seeing really good players. Now, not all of them are national team players yet because they're still in the right. U17, you know, U21, you know, U19, the, the, those systems. However, there was a there's like the players that should be right now, the those players from the, the early 90s who should be contributing significantly to the U.S. men's national team are not contributing to the U.S. men's national team. Okay. We're, so we're so we literally have an age gap of like we have a bunch of like 35. People like our age, which is fucking stupid, right? Contributing, and then uh, right. and then and then a bunch of people like sort of on the you know the yes. nineteen to twenty four. Yeah, we got age. a lot of we got Pulisic, we no, and then we've got this. We have nobody. Trough. We have nobody in like, in their in their fucking prime, right? In like the, that twenty five to like thirty one range. Yeah. Okay. Or, or right. even thirty. Thirty one is probably for international soccer. You're, that's fucking old. Oh yeah. Twenty five to thirty. Yeah. Like that is where your fucking sweet spot is, and. The U.S. men's national team does not have anybody like that right now. And that is the reason. That is the fucking reason why we fail. And we failed considerably over the course of the last three years. It's not Jurgen Klinsmann. It's not Bruce Arena. But we, we failed to develop any players who were born between 1990 and 1996. And so you're, you're feeling is, like the cavalry's coming, though. They are, okay. and so that, so this okay. is, so this is why I don't, this is why I don't advocate for blowing the whole shit up, the, okay. whole, the whole fucking thing up because, um, oh, I fucking love this song. <laughs> we're having uh, <laughs> we're having quite the uh, '90s alt rock tear yeah. tonight at Fitzgerald's, by the way. It's so this is why I don't advocate for blowing the whole fucking thing up, but I think that heads should fucking roll because Sunil Gulati's been in charge of U.S. soccer for twelve fucking years, twelve fucking years, and I know there's like term limit so if he wins next year he's gonna be he'll be term limited Ugh. out but like seriously isn't he like a dentist or something he's in real life over, he's a columbia professor I think. Uh, okay he's uh so i don't want to i don't want to inflame sunil galati <laughs> okay. I, I don't have enough money to defend a lawsuit um nor i don't i do think martin does but he's overseen and we, we saw this like how many Major tournaments that were not part of the men's national team did we not qualify for? Basically, from like 2011 till 2017, right? right. Uh, a bunch, uh, a couple of uh, Olympics. 2011, uh, 2013, 
uh, like the, basically like the under 21s, the under 17s. Right. The, the kids, the people who should have been are our men's national team players right now failed to qualify for fucking tournaments. Yeah. And that is that's that's the fucking problem. That is the problem to me. That's not it's not a blow everything up. Cuz I think honestly, I think actually Jurgen Klinsmann actually would have been if he'd just been technical director. Yes. Like this probably still would have happened because Right. You know, because of the air pocket. Cuz yeah, and and also this is also a wake-up fucking call to uh, U.S. soccer generally in that U.S. soccer is a fucking pay-for-play thing. Right. And that's fucking bunkers. We're sitting on hundreds of millions of dollars, right? So when people say, what are you going to do to fix this? You say this specifically to me? What, are, what am I going to do to fix this? You know what? I'm actually going to go get my fucking soccer coaching certification so I can be a fucking nice. soccer coach nice. and no shit. I, I don't have a kid yet. You know, you got time on your hands, I, I love man. soccer. I've never played soccer, but I'm actually going to go and learn how to fucking coach soccer nice. at, a, at, a, at a young level so that I can be somebody who, you know, maybe can identify another a fucking right. Leo Messi right. or a Kristen Pulisic. Yeah, we might, or, we might have that kid at, uh, at Central High right now. Po- there, I'm sure there, I'm there sure, probably is. I'm sure that kid is. Yeah. I'm sure that kid probably got shitty coaching. So my, <laughs> I literally like... If any coaching. This is, yeah, yeah, exactly. If any coaching. So people say, well, what are you going to do? Like, what are we going to do? I think the, the actual question should be for people is what are you going to do? Are you going to support your local soccer team? Are you going to give them money? Are you going to support them financially? Um, go above and beyond. Not just buy, the, just buy a ticket, but actually to fucking support them. Um, we have some really great ones here in, uh, in Minneapolis. We have uh, Minneapolis uh, City. Uh, we have uh, VSLT. Oh, in yeah, here St. in St. Paul, we got VSLT. Yeah, VSLT. Right? Like, literally, like, if, if I could, if, yeah. Like, listen, I'm going to do two things between now and, you know, in the next five years, um, I'm going to learn. I, I, I know Spanish well enough to, like, get myself in trouble. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm actually going to I'm actually gonna fucking learn Spanish. I'm at 33% on Duolingo now. Okay. Yeah. Hey, nice. <laughs> I'm going to fucking learn Spanish, and I'm actually going get, to, like, get my fucking soccer certification. Nice. So that I can actually coach soccer and can speak Spanish and can talk to these kids. And, fuck, you know, probably should uh, learn a bunch of other languages, too. Like, that's... That is what we should be doing right, right now. Right fucking now. It's not just sitting and lamenting this fucking loss. Because the U.S. is probably going to qualify for 2022 um, in fucking Qatar. And if they don't, great. I, last thing I want to do is go to fucking Qatar for... Yeah, I ain't, I ain't going. World Cup soccer matches no. in December. <laughs> Fuck that no, shit. That, I mean, this is... Yeah. But what this whole thing should make you... Stop back, step, step back, and like analyze and realize what the fuck are you doing to help soccer in this country? And I don't get two shits about your fucking pro rel bullshit. Oh, I'm, I'm advocating for pro rel. Fuck you. You're that shit's not ever gonna happen. I mean, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna take a long fucking time. No, I think it would it's be good if the l- leagues would stop fighting each other. Um, well, I mean, but the. The, the Federation sh- has got a lot of shit going on. And again, like, you know, we get rid of Sunil, we get rid of Bruce, maybe some of that shit, uh, whatever. It's, that's not going to be a thing that happens here. And I, I hate to, hate to ruin all the hopes and dreams of those pro-raw dudes, but like, <laughs> the way that 
the sports, flood of angry tweets is being typed up. The way the sports are <laughs> run here speak. in the U.S., that's not going to happen. And also, that's not going to fix the fucking problem. How would that fix the fucking problem? If we have a, like, we don't even have, like, leagues that have enough fucking teams to, like, balance the shit out. Like, Pro-Rel, great, awesome. I, I agree. Like, I support uh, Liverpool. I'm definitely a fan of Pro-Rel. Um, generally, I'm as, a fan of an English team that's down in the third division right now. Exactly. You are definitely a fan of Pro Rel. <laughs> Guess so. But how in the fuck is that going to fix the fucking problems that we have with this national team? And this national team, and it's in, in the youth iterations of this team, and how is Pro Rel going to get us the best young kids playing soccer? It's not. It is fucking not. Just Pro-Rel is not going to do that. We need more to do it. We need to do more fucking things. And that is the fucking... That's the whole fucking point of this conversation. And it sucks that we're missing the World Cup. You know what? I'm not going to... I'm not going to uh, not watch the World Cup next year. And, well, this jumps into our next... Yep. Our next debate here. Oh, uh, good Lord. Who... <laughs> who should... If you're not... If you are a U.S. men's national team supporter and, uh, and you don't have another team, like, who should you support? So I'm going to... I'm gonna cede the floor to you. Yeah, because so, you got you got and, some thoughts. And everybody listening out there in Radio Land during Dave's speech, I took my hat off and I was saluting him. So, <laughs> and, and I was playing a bugle that you can't hear. It was it was very moving. Um, I appreciate giving me like 15 <laughs> minutes to rant about that. So. so so as soon as everything went down last night, like almost instantly, my entire Facebook feed is. Um, not just my usual soccer suspects, but a lot of people I didn't think were even really paying that much attention were all simultaneously saying, well, I guess I'm rooting for Iceland now. Fuck Iceland. Okay, well, I'm not going to go there. I, I've been I to mean, Iceland. I like it. Um, and it, it's, a, you know, it's a charming story that this tiny little country with a population smaller than that of Minneapolis uh, can, can I, is can going I, to the World Cup. Can I do one, one caveat? Yeah, hit uh, it. So my wife and I were kind of planning on going to Iceland next year, and oh, I, I made the joke. I was like, well, if they qualify for the World Cup, maybe we like post, like we're planning on going in May. I was like, maybe yeah. we postpone our vacation and go during the World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> and now they made the fucking World Cup, so I don't know what's going to happen now, with that. Yeah, so, now you're in. So maybe I, I might be going to Iceland and yeah, so, I mean, my wife during the World Cup. The story of Icelandic soccer is very charming. It's fun. I mean, I'd say go ahead and root for them if you want to. Um, and here's the thing: it's 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 hard to watch as a neutral without people will invent a rooting interest if they don't have one naturally. Uh, the idea that you can be completely neutral and just have this view from nowhere doesn't really—that's not how the human mind really works. You want to find a reason to like people. Um, I would say I've had a lot of fun watching the World Cup. Um, not going in with just like one particular rooting interest, but finding some stories that intrigue you. Um, finding some playing styles that you like, um, and, and kind of seeing where it goes from there. I mean, the, in a way, you're kind of freed up here. You don't have to worry about whether or not, you know, if uh, Ivory Coast has a good has a good game that it's going to somehow screw us down the road. Um, you're you're in a, basically a consequence-free environment now if you're a USA fan. So, so I would say just check them out, see who you like. Um, you made there may be a country you think you like, and you actually watch them play, and you can't stand them. That's that's how I felt about Greece in 2014. I, uh, I've traveled to Greece. Uh, I actually, at one point in my life, could speak a little Greek. Um, I wanted to love Greece, and I watched them play, and I, I couldn't stand it. They were playing just negative, boring, shitty football. I couldn't stand it, and I never, I didn't oh, watch any more of their games that year. So. I, I once won money on uh, 
Greece beating Turkey in the, oh. Euro, in the Euro final oh, 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 back in, was it 2006? Oh. Yeah, that may... Um, four, maybe? Maybe, no. No, 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 it was more recent than that. It would have been 2006 or 2008. Yeah. 2008, maybe, actually. Yeah, well, um, nobody got stabbed after yeah. that game. I, I, uh, I, won, I won a bunch of money because my buddy was a, uh, a huge turkey football fan. Oh, so. God. Um, so, so... <laughs> The, the the point of this sort of this part of the conversation is like, who should you root for? Because obviously you can't root for the U.S. I mean, Here, here's could. my analogy: you just you just got dumped by your longtime partner uh, lover, and uh, guess what? Go out and play the field a little bit. You don't have to latch on to the next person you run into. Okay, kind, yeah. see what works for you. Kind of depends on uh, what your uh, what your uh, sexual style. Yeah, maybe is, maybe right? you don't mind just a surprise pinky up the asshole. You then know, then Brazil, <laughs> Brazil's Brazil's your team, my friends. Um, uh, you know, if you if you like it, listen. This is actually a thing we should write on uh, Dave's. I know. Um, you like not looking at the person that you're fucking. Iran. <laughs> oh wait, so this is gonna be like the weird like uh, sex. Yeah, go for uh, Iran. Uh, uh, you you, you kind of like, characteristics yeah, of various kind of like a, a, a little pee on you and your and your and your uh, dick blurred out. Japan. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, maybe I some think tentacles. We might we might need to save this. Yeah, I, I think. W- yeah, we, we might want to let's save this one. We need to re- <laughs> file this, this one, one away. This is a trade secret. Yeah, Nobody steal this idea. Seriously, no one steal this idea. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's some, actually some interesting uh, some interesting teams in. Uh, in the World Cup for the first time, obviously Panama right. is in there for the yeah, first time. I, Honduras, um, you got Iran. You have you know uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, okay, the last time fucking sure. Saudi Arabia right, qualified for the World Cup. Right. So, um, Our guys in Nigeria. Yeah, Nigeria. The uh, they, screaming you know, eagles. Yeah, they like to cheat as well. Well, so, you know, you have you could. I mean, here's here's the best part of the World Cup. Egypt made it you in can after. Always, Egypt, oh, yeah, you, that's you, a story. Did you see the Mo Salah goal? Yes. Oh, it was amazing. Insane. I, and then the celebrations afterwards. I kind of cried. Yeah. Like I could give two yeah. shits about Egypt, but I kind of cried after that one. Um, it's always fun to watch England like flame out. Oh yes, it's, especially it's with, wonderful. Yeah, especially with Gareth Southgate at it's the. It's such at the schadenfreude home. every uh, time. And, and a bunch of Liverpool and Tottenham players. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, it's going to be amazing to watch them just fucking flame out. Absolutely. You know. uh, Costa Rica is always good. The Ticos. We Love have, them. And, and as Minnesotans, we always we have a couple of rooting interests there. Absolutely. You know? so right. It's it's We do have some interest, uh, rooting interests in this uh, World Cup tournament. So, I mean, outside of Iceland, who who would you advocate our, our loyal listeners and fans uh, support. Um, well, I think if I mean I, I would agree. If you're a Minnesota United FC fan, I think you got to keep an eye on Costa Rica. A couple of our yep. guys are probably going to have some big roles to play there. Um, Panama as a as first time appearance. Panama. Uh, you got to love that. Yeah. Um, I'll be interested with uh, with Argentina barely squeaking their way in. I'll be interested to see what happens. Uh, if is this going to be a you know, a little bit of a rags to riches for them, or are they going to flame out early? Who knows? Um, I would keep an eye on that stuff, and a lot of the stuff still isn't set set yet either. Uh, I know our friend Dave Smith is rooting for Northern Ireland to make it in. Um, I'd like to see that because Wigan's Will Grig, uh, uh, of Will Grig on Fire chant fame is uh, also <laughs> a Northern Ireland national who uh, never gets any actual field time uh, in internationals. Yeah. So we'll see what comes of that. 
Um, hey, what's going to happen to Spain if Catalonia breaks away? Who knows? That, that could be some weird shit by next summer. That is, <laughs> so, that is a very, very good question. And don't forget the whole thing's going on in Russia. Yeah. So uh, I think the uh, the possibility for intrigue is, yeah. is pretty high it is. next it is summer. So it is indeed. Um, you'll pay for your hold seat, but you only need the edge. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in the playoff spots, in uh, obviously we're assuming that Peru's going to beat the shit out of New Zealand, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. that uh, Honduras is going to beat Australia. I mean, because Australia is another one. Ooh. I mean, you know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I'd say more likely than not. But, um, you know, it's not like the, the Socceroos are total pushovers. Tim Cahill is still playing soccer. He is. Socceroos. Oh, my God. Yeah, he scored He scored the game winner against Syria. <laughs> uh, yeah, you not see that? Oh, Jesus no, he, Christ. Okay, that dude yeah. might be literally older than me, Yeah. which is almost impossible to do. Yeah. No, okay. He, I think, I think wow. He, I think he is. So, I don't know. If Sweden if Sweden uh, wins their playoff, which they probably should, yeah. um, Sweden is always tough. To, I they're, mean, Yeah, they're tough. They're fun. You know, they're no, no, no Zlatan they, anymore, Yeah, they're going to be Zlatanless, uh, which, you know, yeah, they are, they are, uh, makes it a little less a exciting. They are a sneaky-ass team. Um, yes. So, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll actually, you know, pr- obviously we'll do uh, more of a World Cup qualifying podcast. We're Plenty actually trying to figure out. Talk. Yeah, we're trying to figure out exactly what we're going to do in the uh, in the offseason for Minnesota United. So, if you guys have any thoughts about what we should do, like, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, you can email us at davesiknowmn at gmail.com. Um, but let's jump into this game that's upcoming. We're at like the 39th minute, so let's barrel through this. We got LA let's Galaxies Lag. In, in LA Galaxies. Who's good on the LA Galaxies? So, so they got this French striker. Actually, he's, I think he's technically a midfielder. Yeah. Romain Alessandrini, Romain Lettuce, uh, former Olympic Marseille player. Uh, he's currently fifth in the league in this year with uh, 39 shots on goal. He's turned 11 goals out of that. Um, and he actually missed several games back in August because his girlfriend was delivering their child for six days straight. And uh, he did not want to leave her side until her family could fly in from France. So uh, I'll give him some points for that. Family man. I, okay, I get it. Cool. Is that is that a, a normal thing? Uh, I mean, I've never, I've never had a child. It seems so a little extreme child, to me. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and okay. then he's, uh, I watched some of his highlight reels. Uh, he can be pretty dangerous. Um, he's hit, I saw yeah. him hit a lot in for distance. Oh, he, he's, he's he good was, on set he pieces. Working, he was working Minnesota United back in May. Yeah. Like, right. He set up both of the goals. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I think he's obviously their most dangerous player. Okay. Frankly, he's the only one who's really like on the charts right now for, uh, otherwise disastrous yeah. year for galaxy, which we'll be getting into here. Yeah, that's true. Well, the, you know, <clears throat> I really couldn't add another person because they literally had no one but Roman Alessandre. Um, but I will say they've been starting to get points at home. Yeah. Which is a disconcerting thing because they were, like, one of the worst home teams. Like, I don't think they won their first home game until uh, August of this year. Yeah. Uh, but they won a lot on the road. They like, they won on the road. They yeah. beat us on the road. Right, right. Escape uh, from L.A. Yeah, so... Um, it's hard to imagine with so much talent that, you know, this team has been so bad. But, you know, they're going to finish below the loons. 
Yeah, I mean, Which was it kind injuries? of amazing? I mean, what happened? I mean, I know they lost a lot of key players. It, you know, it wasn't it wasn't really injuries. It was I don't know. It was just that they were really fucking bad. Yeah, and it, it doesn't seem like Jiggy Smith's been like an immediate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, an for their wounds. I, I mean, obviously, maybe I mean maybe it was fucking Bruce Arena. So congratulations, Bruce Arena. Bruce, Bruce Arena, you, you fucked two teams this year. <laughs> Congratulations, Bruce. That's Arena. amazing. Good fucking job. I, my actually, friend. yeah, in some ways you kind of have to respect that. Yeah. Just I what mean, a legacy. Like, I crashed a club and a country. You think he did a club before country? Mm, maybe. Yeah, maybe. There you go. All right, uh, let's talk about who sucks. I'm going to leave this off here because. Yeah. Holy shit. How the mighty Jossie's artist has fallen back in May, May 21st, actually, if you guys don't remember. Um, Jossie's artist was leading the line. For Minnesota or for LA Galaxy, he was uh, at the top of the at the top of the uh, box, and uh, two weeks ago, before he was miraculously injured, uh, he's playing <laughs> right fucking back for Oof. for LA Galaxy. Oof. So, and I mean, there's a bunch of other people uh, that we can talk about. I mean, the clusterfuck that has been the Dos Santos brothers. Yeah, that has been an absolute. Yeah. Goddamn clusterfuck. Too many Santos. Uh, I don't know. Gio, so Gio, I don't know if people remember, Gio DeSantos got his fourth goal of the year against us on May 21st. Oh, God. He scored two in the last seven months. Ugh. So, <laughs> pretty much everybody. Everybody sucks. LA Galaxy sucks, except for Kellen Rowe. Kellen Rowe, actually, yeah. like, the only reason that Minnesota United did not win that game was because Kellen Rowe played, like, stood on his fucking head right. for 90-plus right. minutes. Um, and so, I don't know. Like, yeah, you have any any other yeah, beyond? No, I honestly when we were when we were sort of planning out tonight, this is the thing I struggled with the most. Is like, how do you identify one particular person out of a team that's just having a just a catastrophic breakdown this season? Yeah. Um, you know, like we said, they've only had two wins at home this year, and those didn't come until late. Um, they've yeah. actually been on the wrong side of a bunch of four zero beatdowns, including two back to back losses. Uh, just last month, I think New England and Atlanta both pasted them for zip, and I, there's been a couple other ones. Yeah. So, um, so my strategy on these guys, I, we've got nothing to lose at this point. I say we just blitz the hell out of them, damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead, um, just hit them with everything we got. Hope we don't get burned too bad on any counterattacks, and hope Bobby can hold things down on the backside. Um, I think maybe we try out just like a revolutionary, like a three-three-four formation. What the hell? Jesus. Why not? Christ. Why not? That no, that that's, that'd be amazing. That'd be Let's amazing. Go for it, man. I, I I like to live in the world of semi reality. Yeah, I don't. I know that's fair. I don't. That's man. fair. I know. You know. I know you're into that shit. Um, that's cool. So, Ramirez uh, actually scored two goals against the LA Galaxy last year. Uh, last time they played them. That's right. Uh, one was an old goal, which cost us the yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really like, I really, 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 really fucking like the four four two that we played uh, against Casey. No, I know it didn't yield a result. Um, we had to end up starting with a draw. But I think a four four two that's basically a diamond um, is what Minnesota played with Martin on the end of the out of the sort of back end of that diamond with uh, um, Ibsen in that sort of more ten right. ten roll. I think that is 
That is actually a formation, and I've always I've been advocating for a three-five-two for longest fucking time. But I think that four-four-two, it's a diamond, actually makes a lot of sense for this team, and that it keeps the field narrow. Again, we've seen time after time after time that this team does not do well with crosses, crossing into the box. New. No. Um, this team needs to attack. This team needs to, to pass. And the bright thing about the great thing about this team is that this team can pass, and these players know each other well enough that they can actually do that. So, right. I think I really hope that you know I know Molino's back, um, but I really hope that this team keeps that four-four-two shape. I hope Calvo Sotson where Boxel is. It's Calvin Coleman, um, or honestly, actually a three-five-two. Would be also yeah. preferable with okay. with uh, Calvo Coleman and Tyson uh, in the back, okay. and then with uh, you know I don't know who you put on the wings. We we got enough wingers. We, got, we have <laughs> shit on the wingers. So, but a three-five-two or, or a four-four-two, um, and we're gonna be playing in front of about ten thousand people. In yeah, LA, it's gonna so, be pretty grim, isn't it? You no, know, I think we're I think we probably win this game three to one. That's my that's my All prediction. Right. Uh, well, what do you got? Well, I don't practice Santeria, uh, but I will be lighting some candles, maybe making a few blood sacrifices, and I think that might get us like a 5-2 victory because uh, <laughs> I hate reality and I refuse to live in it, and that's, that's what I'm hoping for. So I'm going to bend it to my will. Yeah, 100% fair. 100% fair. <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, we're going to jump into the uh, – Picks from last week. Oh boy! Yeah. Um, you and Martin's endless pissing contest. Martin did not do well. Uh oh. I did not do well either. Um, so I'm just updating from the game that happened tonight, where the Houston Dynamo beat Sporting Kansas City two to one. Neither of us picked Sporting. I picked a two-two draw. Uh, Martin picked a two-two or a two-to-one Casey win, which they did not do. Um, so none of us picked that. I picked both of these two correctly. Minnesota United tying Sporting Kansas City one to one. Whoa! And Colorado FC, Colorado and FC Dallas a one one draw. Also one one. A two two draw. Wow. Okay. But it ended up one one. I both picked those correctly. And then nobody, neither of us picked the Red Bulls beating the Whitecaps three to nothing. So, so yeah. So I ended up the week two two. Martin ended up oh four. Let's jump into our week thirty two. Here picks. we go. All right. This is the. Second to last week for MLS. All right, so first game, Toronto FC and Montreal Impact. I have the Toronto FCs beating the Montreal Impact 5-2. to two. Martin has them winning 2-1. to one. What do you got? Uh, I got Toronto losing to the Impact 2-3. That's a terrible pick. I think a, a hungry, spastic, meltdown-prone Montreal fighting for some... Uh, Playoff positioning uh, might, already, might sneak one past the Toronto already, FC that's, uh, that's already locked in. They already did that once, and Toronto's not losing to Montreal again. All right. New England Revolution hosts NYCFC. I have the NYCFC years, or uh, Manchester City West, as we call them, <laughs> here, uh, winning 2-1. to one. Martin has Manchester City West winning 3-1. to one. Luke, what do you got? What did I say? I'm calling it a 1-1 draw because I'm a coward. And uh, that That's seems fair. like a very safe pick. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> Coward. Yes, right. I Orlando am. City SC hosts the Columbus Crew. I got the Columbus Crew winning 2-1. to one. 
Martin has a 1-1 draw down in uh, Orlando City. What do you got, Luke? I got a crew victory, 2-1. All right, high five. Bango. All right. It's fucking Epcot, man. Like, <laughs> we're, uh... <laughs> All right, I was going to make an Alex Morgan joke, but I, you know what? I've been to Epcot. I'd rather be drunk in Epcot than not oh, hell yeah. in Epcot. So. <laughs> All right, uh, Chicago Fire uh, hosts Philadelphia Union. Woo! I got a 4-1 to one win for the Fire. Uh, Martin has the Fire drawing Philadelphia Union 1-1. to one. I think Martin's kids might have made these picks. I don't know. Uh, what do you got, this Luke? This kid seems pretty smart to me. <laughs> uh, I'm calling they're a 2-1 fire victory. So One of Martin's kids uh, is yeah. smart. I, I'm, oh, really? Uh, yeah, whoa, I'm, I'm whoa, giving whoa. you a guess, guess which one. <laughs> I'm not going to guess. It's the girl. Uh, well, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So. <laughs> All right, uh, Red Bulls hosting Atlanta United. The I got Red two, Bulls. The Bread Bulls. I got a 2-2 draw with Atlanta United. Martin has the, Red, the Bread Bulls winning in New Jersey 1-0. One, one zip, huh? Yeah, what do you got? Oh, I'm I'm squinting. Oh, Red Bulls. Oh, I got a two-two draw. High five. Sa- Bango. All Samesies. Right. Hey. Samesies. All right. Uh, Sporting Kansas City versus Houston Dynamo. Return of the fu- fixture of tonight. Oh. Back, but in Sporting Kansas City this time. I got the the Sporks winning two to one. Uh, Martin has the Sporks winning two to nothing, and you have the. I got a 1-1 draw. All right, that was Playing terrible. it pretty safe that's, tonight, that, folks. That's a terrible fucking pick. It's right. a terrible <laughs> Terrible fucking pick. All right, Whitecaps. I had my kid do that one. Versus the San Jose Earthquakes. I got the Whitecaps winning 3-1, to one, locking up first place yep. in the Western Conference. Uh, Martin's got White, the Whitecaps winning 2 to nothing, and you have the Whitecaps winning 2-1. All right, there yep. you go. We're wrapping up the uh, Western Conference uh, title. That's right. All right. Rapids versus Real Salt Lake. I have RSL. Yeah, it's going to be a very boring 2-2 draw in my, in my estimation. Um, Martin has the uh, RSLs, the Pekkies, winning 2-0 on the road. Uh-huh. And, Luke, you have a? I got a 2-1 Rapids victory. All right. Hey. Who knows? We're, we're all... I, I, I like when we're all a little different we're here. We're just all so. over the place here. All right, so I have the Galaxy losing to Minnesota United FC 3-1. Uh, to one. Yes, they will. Um, and let's see. You had, what was your? 5-2. 5-2. 5-2. 5 We're going to hack down that goal differential, folks. Okay. We're going to get that thing down to a respectable, like, negative that 15. That is a thing. Yeah. Uh, Martin is less optimistic than either of us, and he has a 1-1 draw. So. Ooh. Wow. Fuck Dave Martin. Definitely a kid pick. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sounders hosting FC Dallas. FC Dallas sucks. Ooh. Uh, they're going to miss the playoffs, and I have them losing to the Seattle Sounders 2-0. Uh, Martin has Seattle Sounders beating FC Dallas 3-0. What do you have? What dumbass pick? Oh, I came also up with 2-0. High, High five! five. <laughs> All right. All right. Portland Timbers. I host DC United. All these games are on Sunday, by the way, and then the last uh, week of the of the year is also on Sunday. I have the Portland Timbers beating DC United four to one because it's fucking DC. Yes. Um, Martin has a one nothing wow. win. Wow. Seriously, Dave Martin. Who I knows? I don't even know. I don't even know. And you have a. Portland I got a three zip. Yeah. Three, three right. zip. Perfect. All right. Uh, we're not going to go through any of the fantasy stuff because that's all the same from last week because literally none of the fantasy leagues played. Oh, actually, take the back. We'll do uh, MLS Fantasy. So, oh, God. 
Before the match tonight, I haven't actually looked up the stats. I had 88 points. Martin had 17 points for the week. Uh, I'm in. I'm still in sixth place. Sixth place. He's still in ninth place. You're not in the fantasy. I'm the not. I missed. I missed the deadline on that. Yeah, one, nothing, I think. nothing changed on yeah. our, uh, on our uh, overall league standings. Um, I haven't looked at the uh, standings uh, since tonight's games happened. So, whatever. Uh, but you should all you should join all of our fantasy leagues. Let's get into some fucking questions that we maybe maybe have or haven't already answered. I don't know. Well, let's, so, let's, let's roll through it here. Martin's question on Facebook is: Ten wins acceptable for an expansion team? Luke has notes. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. see the floor to Luke. So I actually crunched some numbers on this one. So I went back and looked at expansion teams that have come on since 2007. Uh, 2007 was the beginning of the designated player rule. I think really kind of the beginning of what we call the sort of modern era of MLS at this point. So Toronto FC came in 2007, only got six wins. Uh, the next round of expansion teams was 2009 when the Sounders came in. They got 12 MLS wins and won the U.S. Open Cup that year, um, coming up from NASL. So it was sort of a pre-existing team at that point. Uh, how many, do you know how many players they brought up from that team? Or? What? Do you know how many players they brought up from that team? I or? have no idea. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. 2010, the Philadelphia Union appears out of whole cloth. They won eight games all season. 2011, we had the Van- Whitecaps, uh, sorry, Vancouver Whitecaps coming in at six. But Portland came in and won 11. I think Vank Whitecaps is actually probably a better name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 2000, 2012, we got the Montreal Meltdowns coming in. They actually won 12 their uh, inaugural season. Uh, and then we, the year after that, we have NYCFC coming in, winning 10. And then the 2015 Orlando SC, Orlando City SC debut, 12 wins. So when you average all that out, the average mean of all those expansion teams is they have won 9.63 games in their, in their inaugural season. So... 10 is kind of right in there. Um, it's it's not – you can't say it's historically bad when that's kind of where the average is. Actually, it's slightly above average. So, And uh, you know what? Well, we, we could still pull off a 12-win uh, debut season here. So I guess – I mean, my question is, yes, 10 wins is acceptable, especially considering that people were predicting us to – be the worst team ever. Yeah, we were supposed Hashtag, to be a world historically fuck you, bad Grant team. Wall. Yeah. <laughs> Eat it, Grant. Um, uh, you know nothing, Grant Wall. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I guess the other thing that I see is that I see uh, a team with 10 wins, Dallas, actually, which is sitting in a playoff position mm. right now. It's because they don't lose as much. As right. We've lost. Okay. And as aggressively as we've lost. Yeah, games. we've we've. Uh, so, yeah. so, I, you know, is ten wins acceptable? Yes, absolutely, because we're not the worst fucking yeah, team. Yeah. Key, Keyword there the is world. acceptable. Yeah. Uh, nothing to get too excited about, but it's not world historically bad either. The the problem is is that you know, and the thing that like sort of like just irks me and should irk most Minnesota United fans is that. But for our team being sort of shit at the beginning of the year, and then all of July dropping points left and right, yes, we'd be we'd be we'd be in the playoffs. Like you don't drop four games 
where you either you lose at the last minute right. or you know you you drop three points by giving up a late goal we're competing for a playoff spot right now just like Atlanta I mean yeah, we're not I, we're not in second place yeah, or, that, that, or competing for a home like a buy in the playoffs like Atlanta but we're in the we're in the fucking playoff picture and as everybody knows in in the United States like if you're in the if you get a playoff spot like you know you know it's fucking hockey like soccer's it's a whole very much world. like hockey it's like you have one game you have no fucking idea what's going to happen so yep. that is i mean that's the frustrating thing like is this and I mean, I'm sure we'll, uh, Martin and I will have a conversation about this. And <laughs> actually, you know, one thing we're, we want to actually probably maybe do a, a sort of end of year podcast thing, and maybe we'll bring some other people in, talk about like the season and all that, like our expectations and where we ended up. And you know, I don't think any of us picture us being in the playoffs. I think optimistically, like that was the the most optimistic thing ever. But yeah, I feel like know. the team we've been watching for the last month, month and a half, is a team that certainly could be a viable playoff team if we'd had we, it from the beginning. We didn't have this millstone <laughs> of the month, month of March and April kind of hanging All over right. us. So, yeah. Uh, Robert the Red. All right. So Robert the Red asked. What are all the people who only watch soccer when it's the U.S. Men's National Team at the World Cup going to do next summer? Do they know the U.S. is out yet? Very good question, Robert. Um, probably not. They will probably go to their local bar, uh, watering hole establishment, and be like, "Can you put the U.S. Men's U.S. game on?" And they'll be like, "Uh, sure." And then just put on England, and they'll probably just cheer for that. I have two words for people who only support the U.S. during like during the World Cup. Those two words are "fuck <laughs> you." Uh, I, I didn't see the second word coming there. Yeah, I know, right? Okay, hey, it's very, it was very subtle. <laughs> the U.S. has teams playing every fucking year in different tournaments. Right now, the baby Nats are playing. Uh, in the U-17 World Cup, they're going to either win their group or come second in their group, and they are uh, going to be playing for, for next week. So go. they're playing in India, so you have to get up early. You have to get up at, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning to watch your fucking oh, national team. That's late for me. Get up at fucking 6 o'clock in the morning and watch your fucking national team, motherfuckers. Uh, we have the women's national team, yes. which kicks ass every yes. fucking year. They will be qualifying for the 2019 World Cup, which is in France in 2019. Wow. They'll be doing that next year. Follow that team. Follow the U20 team. You know, continue to follow the U.S. Men's National Team. But well, and hey, listen, fi- find a damn club team. Or yeah, mostly right. You every there's not a fucking person in this uh, in the United States who doesn't have a soccer team near them, nearish enough to them right. where they can go to watch soccer. So go watch fucking local soccer. Support your other national teams. It's and not just the if, U.S. It's if not you just really, truly don't have local soccer, make local soccer happen. And you know You'd what? You'd be surprised. And you know what? Some of the best games I've ever attended uh, were during watching World Cups the last 16 fucking years. Not U.S. games, but actually going no. and watching going watching a fucking Brazil game right. with a bunch of fucking Brazilians is amazing. Yeah, I got I to gotta tell you about that. So in 2002, my downstairs neighbors were Brazilian. Okay. So I watched all of that. I watched I watched the Brazilian broadcast of most of that World Cup, 
with my Brazilian neighbors. I could pretty much speak Portuguese by the end of that summer. <laughs> um, I also learned how to mix a good caipirinha. So there you go. Um, so so get into it, man. Two thousand two. I was I was in college and yeah. my buddy was dating a uh, uh, a girl from South Korea, and that was the South Korean World Cup. Right. We would get we would get up at like two o'clock yeah, in the like, morning. Right. And you know I was still I was still under twenty one at the time. Uh, but we had we were drinking red stripes. We would Woo! literally buy cases of red stripes and watch the US men's national team and every any other match everybody could, else. Any other match we could possibly watch the entire time just watching the World Cup. Because World Cup is fucking amazing. You'll find you know, if you if you are not a huge soccer fan, watch the World Cup. You'll you'll find a player, you'll find a team that you'll want to latch on to. Don't just don't not watch it because there's not yeah. a U.S. team there. And I'll, I mean, that's how I really got into soccer yeah. was was watching uh, World Cup '94 here, um, and then France '98. Um, you know, and even when the U.S. went out pretty quick on that one, I followed that one all the way through. You know, treat it the way people treat March Madness. Uh, most people really yeah. don't have a rooting interest going into March Madness. It's just fun watching watching a lot of college hoops if that's yeah. what you're into. Grab a um, team. Don't grab. Don't grab one of the teams in the first pot. Right. Grab a team in the second or third yeah. pot. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. party. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. yeah. Party. Cool. All right. Uh, ben Gagne at Kraus GA oh, asks boy. us, how many drinks will it take to get over this, and when can I start? Well, you should have started probably 24 hours ago. That's fair. <laughs> or maybe 48 hours ago, depending on when this podcast hits the, uh, hits the old Probably interwebs. 48 hours ago. Yeah. 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 Um, ben... Ben, you're, I know, I know Ben specifically. Ben's getting married soon. Oh, so oh boy. Definitely. Uh, oh, buddy. You should stop. You should have already stopped by now. If you haven't, please stop by Wait, now. You should have stopped by but now. He should have stopped drinking by now. Is he getting married like this weekend? No, no, no. In May. Oh. Well, he's got plenty of time to be drunk then. <laughs> so, so Ben, just sober up about a week before your wedding. It's, it'll be <laughs> there fine. There you go. Week yeah. before your wedding. Yeah, you, you, uh, you, don't, you don't want to be getting married hungover. All right. All That's right. no good. Uh, Chris Lindholm asked creatively. This was this is actually in a direct reference. Chris Lindholm, a uh, a one-time guest of this podcast, and I awesome em- guest by the way. Emphasize one-time guest of this podcast. <laughs> well. This is in def- direct well. reference to my being able to create, like, creatively swear. Oh. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna address this, Chris. <laughs> what? We'll have you on again. I will creatively swear for you. And then uh, finally, Uro. Yeah. Finally, the question. Um, Meet Ballion. This is uh, Matt. Does the failure of the U.S. men's national team to qualify for World Cup add gravitas to the NASL lawsuits? Luke, um, all right. I guess, you I guess, are you are yeah, a lawyer. I am a lawyer. I, le- I oh saved my. this one for you. So I, I, I have thoughts, but I'm gonna let you. Respond. And I, I, I caveat: I haven't been paying super close attention to the NASL what? lawsuits. Um, that lawsuit that is definitely gonna win things. You, I know, which is right at the intersection not of litigation any and soccer, to? which should be like right in my wheelhouse. So I mean, they're basically saying that basically uh, the soccer federation screwed him out of Division Two status. That's basically it, right? Uh, no, basically, I think they're actually alleging Division One status and, like, equal footing because of things. Yeah, I, and, you know, I Rocco think... Camiso's things. I mean, I you know, having followed an NASL club for a number of years now, 
Uh, gravitas is just not one of the words that comes to mind when it comes to NASL. <laughs> Uh, especially but, a league that's always Matt, just teetering on a death cycle like NASL is right now. Great use of the uh, word, Matt. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. He also mentioned that he, in a subsequent tweet, that he, he hadn't used gravitas in a while. And I, was like, I just want to point a great out. Great word. Good job. Good job, buddy. Well played. A lot of scrabble points there. Yeah. Yep. So, as a lawyer, is like, would the NASL or. Well, any other? I mean, here's what I would say: any anytime there's some dirty laundry coming out on your opponent, it doesn't hurt. Um, it doesn't hurt to see your opponent struggling or embarrassed or doing something shady here. But I don't know what bearing it really has on NASL's particular claims. Um, and frankly, NSL like, you know, they do these press conferences where they're like super antagonistic to the reporters who are trying to talk to them. So. They're really not helping themselves from everything I've seen here. I know, uh, I know, Westerdine's a little bit more on top of some of this stuff than uh, than the average bear. So. Yeah, the fifty five one crew has some has some lawyers mm-hmm. involved. Fifty five one crew has some lawyers. That's who, right. Who know their kids? So <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. I uh, so I don't think it's going to be a real game changer here. Okay. All right. Well. All right. Cool. That's all the questions. One thing I would actually I want. To, to engage with, if you are still listening at this point, God forbid, you're you're either my wife. One hour and seven minutes. Yeah, you're either my wife uh, or someone uh, who has. Shout uh, out has... to all my uncles, aunts, and cousins who are <laughs> going to be tuning into this one. Oh really? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, awesome. <laughs> fucking fucking awesome. Um, we're so the names I know want to actually host another year party, and we wanted to get your guys' thoughts on what that should look like. We're thinking about doing it at Fitzgerald's here. Uh, maybe we do a live podcast. Ooh. Possibly. Uh, maybe, you know, a couple weeks after the season ends. Maybe do like a season wrap-up sort of thing. But we want to get your thoughts. So I haven't created a, a poll or anything like that yet, but if you have any specific thoughts, you should send them to our Twitter handle, at TDIKMN, um, or email them to us at the Daves I Know mn at gmail.com um, those would be the best places to reach me and, and let us know what you want to do where can we find you Luke Luke you are an amazing writer on our website <laughs> your weird your soccer weirdness yeah Hopefully in fact we'll get, I'm, I'm a little overdue on my you upcoming are, article here yeah, so, you, so better should, get cracking on we that we should expect a couple a couple here in, in the next you know several weeks yeah and I've so. got a, I've got an actually very long form one I'm, I'm working on here okay. that slowly um, but can, I'm, you, I'm, can you tease it out at all? Or? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay stum on it for a little bit here. Okay. But yeah. We'll all see. right. I want to so make sure no one else has come up with the same so, concept. So, first, so. so expect that. <laughs> where, where can we find you on uh, so, on, the, on, so, the, on the social uh, media? Uh, I'm uh, I'm pretty busy on Twitter. I'm not gonna lie about it. No, uh, you're, uh, you are not. <laughs> uh, you can reach me at at born with a tail underscore because it kind of looks like a tail yeah get it yeah yep so i'm uh yeah i'm a busy little bee on on twitter so there you go so i will i will chat with you (laughs) (laughs) he will he will friends uh you can find me obviously at texas zeller uh martin at offensive underscore loons uh us generally at tdikmn tdikmn um i'm probably the one responding to that shit on Twitter. Probably. Again, Dave's I know, mn at gmail.com. Our daily soccer stuff uh, at uh, Dave's I know.com. Rate and like our dumb shit. Please, 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 please. Uh, yeah, I think that's 
pretty much it. I think I got my. I think I got. Primal, primal scream therapy. Okay. Did we you got, did you get cathartic tonight? Shout, shout. Okay. Let it all out. Yeah. These are the things, things we can live dream about. Come, Come on. I'm talking, I'm talking to, to you, but now Come we're actually on. done talking yeah. to you. So right. bye. Uh, this. We are the Daves you know. This has been the Daves I know. As you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. son, 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 son. I can't stop it at all.